Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The taste sensation that's taking the nation by storm and now going international. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Velkomen, velkomen, velkomen. It's the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly broadcast coming to you from PipesMagazine.com. I am your host, Brian Levine, and I am in my not-smoke-filled room at the Marriott Hotel in Frankfurt. It is 2 a.m. February 15th, and it's cold outside. Unfortunately, in Europe, you can't get a smoking room anymore, apparently. So, I'm doing this uh, smoke-free for tonight. Hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. Got a little Valentine's tribute coming up at the uh, in the uh, music part of the show. I'm a little tired. Had a great meal tonight. Uh, got a nap when we got here. Been busy... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in uh, Denmark and just got here. I'll give you a full recap on my trip. I promise a full recap next week's show for uh, International Pipe Smoking Day. On this show, in Pipe Parts, I want to talk about some uh, value estate pipes and we're going to focus on English pipes. So English estate pipes that uh, I think are a good value Later on, my guest will be Richard Friedman. Richard is a uh, pipe smoker and uh, yachtsman and owns a uh, 96-foot yacht that he takes on uh, cruises up and down Alaska. Pre-recorded the interview last week. Didn't want to have to try to interview somebody at 2 a.m. So anyway, we'll have that. We got music, rant, all the usual stuff. Everything coming to you from my hotel room here in uh, Frankfurt, Germany. So, it's going to be a great show. Hope everybody but me can uh, sit back, relax with a pipe, fire up a bowl. I want to say a big uh, danke to SmokingPipes.com for being part of the show. Sit back, relax. Here we go. This is Internet Radio. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at smokingpipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. 
We are back. Hey, I had to turn the heater down in here. It's a little noisy, so bear with me. I'm going to try to get through this. The idea of this is to talk about estate pipes that are on the market that are available at a good price. They may be, in my opinion, undervalued. And for this episode, I'm going to talk about just the English pipes. Any pipe made in Britain. Now, and bear with me again, I don't have my normal two, three computer screens set up here, so I've got a whole bunch of notes to rustle through, so follow with me. In my opinion, there are many, many, many great estate pipes out there that can be had for under $100. And again, when we talk about estate pipes, I want you to think about something that you can find out what the, uh, you know, buy a good quality pipe, find out what the company does or the or the restorer does the estate pipe seller does to the pipes make sure that they restore the pipes or clean the pipes the way you like them or teach yourself how to clean pipes there's lots of videos on it maybe we can do an episode on that coming up but anyway i wanted to go through some of the brands that i like to keep an eye out for and i think those of us that are on budgets and can uh, can we can all agree with let me start off by saying Sheraton. Uh, the Sheraton, especially the special grade, great pipes, great quality pipes, good shaping in that range. If you find ones with a little L in script in a circle, that's the Lane era that helps you date the age of that pipe. All right. So Sheraton, Lane era, special grades, maybe some of the others like a distinction. You might find them in the $110, $120 range, but good quality pipes. One of my favorites is Kamoy's. Kamoy's, in particular, is from from the from the nineteen fifties to the nineteen seventies, making really good pipes at really good prices. The Kamoy's Tradition and the Kamoy's London Prides. I think you'll find those pipes in particular have decent grain, really well shaped, good factory stuff. The way you can tell the Kamoy's that you want to look for is it's called the three part C. The C on the stem is actually drilled in three steps. They drill a large hole, put a white dot in it. Then they come back and drill a small hole right through the center of the white dot. And then they come back and they drill out the C portion. So it looks like it's done in three steps. You can actually look at the stem. And if you look at it closely, you'll see the three different lines. So that's a Kamoy's with a three-part C. That, to me, is a golden era of Kamoy's pipes. 1950s, 60s, and into the late 70s. Again, look for the traditions, the London prides. You'll find a whole bunch of really good pipes in there. GBD. Any GBD pipe that actually has an inlaid GBD plaque. It's a little brass plaque inlaid in the stem. That's going to take it back to what I consider to be a really good period for GBD. Now, GBDs, the only time I ever see them get really expensive is when we're talking about the Uniques. The GBD Uniques or the Virgins, those were their top-end lines, and you'll see some really pricey pieces in there. But the rest of the GBD line, really good stuff, innovative stuff, especially like the Perspex stem with the clear uh, the see-through. Uh, let's go back to going into Sassini. Any of the uh, family era stuff that's post-World War II, you'll see Sassini 4.natural, 4.rough roots. The Sassinis that I like to look for are the ones that don't have a shape number. They have a town that the shape is named after. So if you see a city name or a town name or a region, that's a Sassini that I like. 
Also, the Fantails and the uh, Sassini Canadians, uh, the extra long ones. If you see the smaller dots on it, you know that's an older Sassini. Great pipes. A couple of smaller brands to keep an eye out for. BBB, Britain's Best Briars. Depends on the piece, depends on the shaping, but they made great pipes back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Very, very little collectability in them, but good, solid, reliable pipes. Astley's was a retailer in London, and Astley's had pipes made for them. I one time walked up to Bill Taylor of Ashton Pipes, showed him an Astley's that I had that I was pretty sure was done by him, and he said, sure enough, that was a pipe that he had made. He could tell by the font of the stamping that the maiden England was one of Bill Taylor's. So, again, look at Astley's pipes. Usually in the $100, $120 range, well-made, good smoking pipes. Lowy, Emil Lowy and Company, uh, actually made their own pipes. You'll see it, uh, sometimes they're just marked in a circle, L ampersand CO dot or Lowy West End, different styles. All kinds of stuff from Lowy is really well done. And if you find one that's shaped the way you like it, I'm pretty sure it's going to smoke really well. Again, not real high on the collectability market, but if you get a good piece, a good Lowy with some good grain, you can see it go as high as $150. But again, we're not interested in collectible pipes here. We're talking about really good quality British-made estate pipes. Couple other brands I want you to keep an eye out for Parker and Hardcastle. And I am not an expert on Parker or Hardcastle, but at their own times they were their own separate entities and they were bought and brought into the Dunhill fold. So some of them are using Dunhill Briar, but some of them were kept as their own brands. There's a there's a lot of folks out there that are better experts than I am. If you want to poke around on Pipedia or maybe uh, look through some of the archives on the internet, check out Parker and Hardcastle, both really well-made British brands. You're going to find some really good pieces. You're going to find some not-so-really-good pieces from that. Did you hear that? That was a uh, German police car, apparently, uh, going uh, cruising through the night out here. So, anyway, I thought that was uh, important in the future. We'll talk about some uh, Danish pipes. We'll talk about some American-made pipes and upcoming pipe part segments. In uh, just a minute, we'll get to the interview with Richard Friedman. Before that, I want to mention next week. Next week's show will be on Wednesday, February 20th. We will air it at noon Eastern time, a special episode for International Pipe Smoking Day. It'll be at Wednesday, noon Eastern time. So... That way, maybe some of you folks here in Europe can uh, hear the show before you have your uh, pipe for uh, International Pipe Smoking Day. But again, that's Wednesday at noon Eastern time. So that'll be fun. I've already talked to uh, Tad Gage. Tad and I are going to get into blending tobaccos on that episode. So, all right, in just a minute, sit back, relax. Richard Friedman will be uh, my guest. Fact, Cup of Joe's has the largest selection of pipes and tobaccos on the web. Fact, for over 17 years, Cup of Joe's has maintained the highest standard in customer service. Fact, your thumb is the same length as your nose. 
told you, cupofjoes.com. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Hi, this is Brian Levine, and I'm hosting the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, please join me in welcoming to the Pipes Magazine radio show Richard Friedman, pipe collector, yacht captain. Boy, I don't know where else to go with that, but uh, Richard, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Brian. So when did you start smoking a pipe? Well, much to my mother's chagrin, my, uh, my uncle Sam, Samuel Friedman, uh, uh, took me to New York. I grew up in Hartford. Took me to New York down to the old Barclay Ricks shop on Maiden Lane and, uh, when I was 17 years old and bought me my very first pipe. Do you remember what the pipe was? Uh, yes, it was, uh, it was a W.O. Larson Super 120. Um, looked at all those pipes on the rack and those ones with the funny shapes and the and the exotic curves and the slender shanks appealed to me more than the than the, than the ones that my uncle had been smoking and so that's what he got me. And when did you start really getting into developing a collection of pipes? Well, I had a small collection for lots of years, but. It, didn't really get into developing a serious collection of pipes until about uh, ten or twelve years ago. What what's the main what was the main focus of your collection? Well, the main focus was uh, was Danish pipes. Um, I have you know I had a had a few English pipes. Uh, burned through a couple Petersons, and but the, you know the pipes that have always caught my eye uh, have been the, been the Danes. What tobaccos did you start off smoking? Uh, well, my my uncle was a lot of Kia smoker, but uh, he put me on to a, uh, a, a uh, started me out with a uh, mild aromatic, kind of a Virginia Cavendish, one of the Barclay Rex uh, proprietary blends. Um, wasn't too strong on the sweetness or flavorings, but it had just enough, I guess, for a beginner. Well, that's kind of what I started with, and and uh, tried some Latakias, and and then opened up a kit, pin of Capstan. Gosh, this was 1969, maybe 68, and uh, discovered the tobacco that I really liked. It, Capstan being nautical, and you owning your own yacht, uh, did you always have a passion for the ocean and for sailing? I uh, absolutely, actually, my uh, the. Self-same Uncle Sam uh, uh, kept a, uh, a little cabin cruiser uh, on, in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, and uh, used to take me out fishing uh, starting when I was about six years old. So I uh, uh, always loved uh, being out on the water. And, uh, and uh, you know, my, my dear Uncle Sam, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, also uh Put me onto photography, set me up with a darkroom when I was about 12 years old, and, that, and photography is still one of my passions. So I uh, owe a lot to uh, to my uncle. So when did the collecting of nautical themed pipes begin? Oh boy! Well, it was uh, you know I started I guess uh, collecting nautical themed pipes, but um, you know picking up a few snails and. 
and whatnot. Uh, but my first uh, commissioned nautical-themed pipe was about seven years ago. I uh, uh, commissioned Peter Heating to do a porpoise for me. Uh, that pipe took took him about 15 months to find just the right block of wood for such an elaborate shape, and and uh, and that was the, the germ, that was the seed that uh, was planted. And since then, I've uh, both commissioned as well as purchased uh, pipes with nautical themes. Uh, you know, Ashton sea urchins, um, uh, other porpoises and whales from other carvers. Um, and then uh, gone after specific carvers and given them very open-ended commissions uh, to create a creature of their own device in their own style. Uh, Stephen Downey uh, did a beautiful octopus for me with amber eyes. Um, but, uh, you know, I've kind of gone and looked at uh, the work of various carvers and decided who, who I wanted to include in the collection and give a shot at uh, creating something that, uh, that fit the theme. And uh, it's been a fun process uh, working with uh, carvers all over the world, as far away as New Zealand. Jan Zeman did a piece for me, uh, several pieces from Russia, uh, from Sergei Cherpanov. Uh, my dear friend Tony Nielsen's done a couple of different whales for me that are just exquisite and you know, the crown jewels of my collection. So uh, it's been a, you know, Slow, steady process of uh, of uh, you know looking for for different nautical theme pipes and and, and uh, commissioning commissioning the work from uh, from artisans whose work I appreciate. It's uh, you know it's been a fun process. Do you smoke any of the pipes? Some of them I do. Some of them I don't. Uh, to be honest with you, some of them are really more just uh, works of art. Uh, some of them are works of art that I've gone ahead and smoked, um, I would say, of the sea creatures, I probably uh, probably put fire to about 25 or 30% of the sea creatures. And this, this is something that I've talked about in previous episodes, where my, my Disney pipe collection, I smoke maybe four or five of the pipes, but the rest of them are just part of the collection, and these are literally pieces of sculpture and art, and most of them are just so beautiful to look at uh, I would hate to see them being smoked myself uh, are there pictures where the listeners can go see them um, there are there's a uh, I've got a uh, uh, a uh, album on, uh, on online photo album uh, that uh, people can go look at a slideshow uh, uh, I will verbally here but I will make sure and post it right after the show so that everybody can see it and they can go look at them at their leisure. Okay. And then in addition to the in addition to the sea creatures, you also have several other pipes that you're that are in your regular smoking rotation, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh uh Kao, Jens Kao Nielsen uh doesn't create sea creatures, but he's a sailor and just his pipes have a have just the right sort of proportions for a, a, a working mariner, as far as I'm concerned. They're robust, they're stout, they're short. You can hold them comfortably in your teeth, and uh, but they're not delicate uh, and, and they're not sticking way out. So if you turn a corner, you're not going to whack into something. Um, I really like his pipes. 
I've got a collection of birth year Dunhills. Uh, 1950 is the year we're talking about. Um, and, uh, and then uh, also uh, a, a sort of a diverse assortment of uh, interesting pipes created by the uh, by, by uh, some of the great uh, North American pipe carvers so, that have been uh, emerging over the last uh, decade or so. When you're out on the water and it's breezy, do you change the your smoking style or the way you pack the bowl versus when you're smoking a pipe and you're not in a out on the water and not having to deal with the wind? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I do. And, and one of the main things I do is I've got a, a collection of uh, of uh, old uh, hurricane pipes that were made by uh, by nut manufacturing in England. They were marketed and sold under the name of Abercrombie and Fitch and Orlick uh, and by a number of different houses as well as under their own brand name. Uh, but these pipes have a uh, have a swiveling uh, uh, bakelite uh, wind cap that goes over the chamber with a bunch of small holes, and they were offered in a bunch of styles uh, uh, and shapes. And uh, I've got uh, a dozen or so of those. So, you know, when the conditions are as you described them, very often, uh, you know, one of those hurricane pipes is uh, will be. A, a go-to pipe, but I don't really pack it any differently. And you don't change tobacco based off of where you are? No, I select my tobacco based on what I want to taste at that particular moment. I don't really change change up based on the weather. We're going to take a break. After the break, we're going to talk to Richard about the Alaskan song, and uh, maybe I'll get him to describe some of the sights that he's seen from the boat. So we'll be back in just a minute. need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favourite blends outside of the US? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favourite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the US and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We are back. Richard's still on the phone. Richard, tell us the name of the the name of the yacht is the Alaskan Song. Um, what yeah. is yacht the proper terminology for it? Oh, it's it's a yacht. Uh, people, some people want to call it a ship, and other people want to call it a boat, and uh, other people call it a yacht. It uh, kind of fits all three descriptors. How big is it? Uh, she's uh, 96 feet long overall, 22-foot uh, beam. So that that is definitely uh, not something you're going to see rolling down the highway on the back of somebody's trailer. No, I don't think uh, she's really trailable at that size. <laughs> how long How long have you owned her? Uh, we've owned this boat for, uh, for six years. Um, prior to that, uh, we had a a uh, 60-foot boat that I was uh, running up in Alaska that we had for 11 years. And how many passengers and crew does the does the ship take? Well, 
uh, for crew, my wife and I uh, work together. Uh, Nancy is a marvelous uh, uh, creative and uh, a creative chef and a, a wonderful hostess. And, and then we also have a deckhand and a stewardess during the season to help us out. Uh, we'll accommodate uh, 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 up to eight or possibly even ten passengers. We've got four guest staterooms, each one with its own private head and shower. And then it's also got accommodations for the crew on it, right? That's correct. So if we've got a big family where uh, people are willing to have one of their kids sleep in the cabin, there's two cabins that can, can accommodate three people. We've got ten people, ten guests on board plus uh, four of us. So uh, Nancy's cooking uh, for 14 uh, people sometimes, uh, uh, three meals a day for a week, week at a stretch. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. And where where do you sail? We uh, keep the boat in Bellingham, Washington during the winter, and then we head up to Alaska in late April, early May. And we run our trips back and forth between uh, Juneau and Sitka in southeast Alaska, uh, returning sometime in September to uh, Washington State. And that's all mostly inside passage, if I understand it correctly? Yep, that's all inside passage, so we're not out in the open ocean. It's uh, easy going, especially on a boat this large. Uh, even people who are sensitive to motion sickness don't have, a, have an issue typically. And you do you go in and out of the in and out of the different waterways and try to get in close to the the glaciers and? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, we uh, uh, you know unlike the unlike the large cruise ships, which basically. Uh, you know, travel at night and then uh, you know pull into a port with uh, a bunch of stores and uh, and uh, you know uh, charter fishing boats and whatnot during the daytime. We uh, anchor up in the late afternoon, early evening. Have dinner at anchor in a quiet cove, hopefully with some bears roaming the beach or seals popping their heads up around the boat. Um, you know, and uh, and then uh, spend a quiet night. Wake up in the morning and then. Depending on what the guests want to do, we'll go kayaking, we'll go fishing, we'll go whale watching, um, we'll take a uh, do a kind of nature hike. Our trips are totally customized based on our guests' interests and preferences. So uh, there's no fixed itinerary other than the start date and the end date of a trip. And what we do in the middle depends on what they're interested in doing, what opportunities present themselves, and of course the weather. I've heard the food and drinks are uh, incredible. Can you give us an idea of what a, of what the meals are? Well, uh, very very uh, wide ranging. I mean, Nancy's a very creative chef and has picked up uh, recipes from our guests, uh, from our travels, etc. Um, so, for instance, uh, toward the end of each week, uh, we, we always uh, set our crab and shrimp pods during the week, and normally catch a few halibut and some salmon maybe some cod, uh, and uh, so uh, one of the uh, first signature dishes is a paella, using all the various seafoods that we've caught during the week. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, that's, uh, uh, again, crab cakes, uh, uh, shrimp cocktail, uh, peel and eat shrimp, uh, shrimps for lunch uh, with uh, coleslaw and uh, corn, fresh uh, Jalapeno cornbread, 
you know, it's uh, gosh, it uh, should should uh, raise lamb shanks, uh, you know, uh, Parmesan crusted halibut with uh, with a black bean uh, mango salsa. Uh, it's uh, all across the board from all around the world in terms of styles and uh, our, our wine cellar. We uh, uh, actually do have a wine locker on the boat and provide uh, really top-notch uh, uh, fine vintage wines uh, and that I pair with all of Nancy's great uh, great meals. I, I think all right. You've done a really good job of getting me really hungry. So thanks. Um. <laughs> Uh, what's the what's the closest uh, wildlife experience or uh, interesting situation you've gotten into on the ship? Well, we uh, you know the the humpback whales that come back from uh, uh, Hawaii and Mexico every summer to feed in Alaska organize into what's called the uh, uh, bubble net uh, feeding groups. Uh, it's a co- it's a, a cooperative style of feeding where they around a school of herring in the water and blow a ring of bubbles around it that contains the fish uh, very much like a net and then they come surging up through the middle of the of the uh, column of bubbles uh, chase the fish to the surface with their mouths wide, gaping wide open and take big mouthfuls of fish in water uh, sometimes you'll have groups of as many as a dozen uh, whales doing this together and uh, we've had some encounters where, you know, we've been drifting around and, you know, they pop down a couple hundred yards away and, and we just uh, drift and looking out for the ring of bubbles to cut, uh, so that we know where to point our cameras. And all of a sudden the bow of the boat has been in the middle of the bubble ring and the whales have literally come up close enough to where if you fell overboard, you'd fall in a whale's mouth. Uh, you don't really want to get that close, but sometimes they come that close to you. It's uh, both uh, a little scary and a, uh, and a whole lot thrilling. Uh, a lot of adrenaline starts to flow when 12 uh, 40-ton animals show up all around the boat. A 40-ton whale is obviously big enough to make the boat move if the whale wants it to. Yeah, but, you know, this has happened on a number of occasions, and the boats never even wiggled. They seem to know where we are, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, we've never even been nudged slightly. So, uh, you know, they, uh, they're amazingly graceful, amazingly coordinated animals. Uh, so based off of the size of the size of the ship and the kind of meals and the wine and the experience, I'm going to say that this is probably not your... Uh, standard fair carnival cruise where somebody calls ahead you know calls three weeks ahead and books a cabin for the family of four and hops on it this is more of a uh, a highly tailored cultured event yeah i mean it's uh it, and, and it's very customized or like you say highly tailored um and uh, you know we've been at it well this will be our 18th season so you know at this point we've got people that are coming back every year sending their friends we only have one or two weeks left uh, left available right now for this coming summer. We're already uh, talking to people about uh, 2014, so this is something people typically plan very very far in advance. And now the really important question for all of us: can can we smoke a pipe on the on the yacht? Absolutely. Uh, you can't smoke it in the yacht. Not even I can do that. Uh, 
you know, I may be a captain, but there's an admiral on board who works in the galley. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, we've got a, a, be- a really nice covered aft deck uh, with a big round uh, table around it. We can have lunch out there, seat eight people around the table very comfortably. And it's uh, covered and uh, out of the wind and uh, makes a really nice uh, smoking lounge. And now let's switch back to pipes real quick and we'll wrap this up. Uh, what pipe shows do you get out to? Well, uh, the, uh, the closest one to us is uh, Las Vegas. Uh, and so I've uh, been to Las Vegas for the last four years. Um, talked to Richmond one time. Unfortunately, we leave for Alaska uh, just before or right as the Chicago show is happening. So I've never been to the Chicago show. Just gonna have to wait till I retire to get to that one, I guess. So, and then rumor has it that you started uh, that you started trying to make uh, make some of your own pipes. Is that just kind of a a, a wintertime artistic release? Absolutely, that's exactly what it is. Uh, you know, we work very hard during the summer, basically seven days a week from April through uh, September, uh, and. Uh, my winters are a lot more leisurely, and I've got the time, inclination, and interest. So uh, I'm now learning how to uh, how to make pipes and, and enjoying it very much. Will you come back, say, in like uh, October, November, once you once you get back in from the season and uh, talk to talk to me about the uh, the pipe making? Absolutely, I love to, Brian. In that case, let's wrap it up with the Fast Five final questions, and we'll let you get back to your land-loving few days left. These are five questions, short answer, long answer, no right answers at all, just five questions. Are you ready? Two. What's your favorite pipe? Favorite pipe is a whale by Connie Nielsen. And your favorite tobacco? Favorite tobacco is um, Rotary Navy Flake. And your favorite place to smoke? My my, uh, pipe-making workshop. And your favorite drink? Depending on my mood, it's either going to be single malt scotch or añejo tequila. Either one sounds good. Uh, And your favorite thing to do while smoking? Chat and visit with uh, my pipe-smoking buddies. And with that, I'll say, everybody, if you want to see more about the Alaskan song, the website is yachtexplorer.com, Y-A-C-H-T, explorer.com. Gorgeous pictures on there. It's just got me wanting to break away from the winter blues here right now. And we'll put a link to the uh, Sea Creatures collection up on the uh, up on Pipes magazine so you can check out Richard's Pipes. I want to thank you for taking the time, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in Vegas, and maybe we'll talk about uh, pipe making then. Okay, sounds good, Brian. I enjoyed it. And we'll be back in just a minute. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at SmokingPipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. 
But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. I am uh, back with you here in uh, Frankfurt, Germany, hanging out. Richard's one of those guys that you, you just never know who you're going to meet at the uh, pipe show. And I really didn't know Richard at all until last year at the Las Vegas pipe show when our tables were next to each other. Just another uh, fascinating member of the hobby. Uh, make sure and check out the website, though. Great pictures. Wonderful pictures. Hey, Kevin tells me that uh, we may be having some sound quality issues. I apologize. It's the internet connection here at the hotel, and uh, we were told that it was going to be good, but apologize if this show sounds a little uh, sounds a little funny here and there. All right, I want to take a minute. I'm away from my wife for uh, Valentine's Day. I'm going to play a song that's uh, special to both of us. Remember, it was the uh, we grew up in the 80s, and uh, here's a song from the... Uh, Rock band Striper, a hair rock and roll heavy metal band that's uh, faith based, and I just want to play it for uh, for us and for Valentine's Day. So here we go.
been married for uh, almost 23 years, been together for most of 26 years. So for all of you uh, lovers out there on Valentine's Day, there's a little song for you. Absolutely no pipe smoking connection to that song whatsoever, except uh, it's kind of special to us. So anyway, talked to my wife earlier today. She probably won't even listen to the show. So that's for all of us out there that are uh, in love on Valentine's Day. Let's jump right into the mailbag. Are you ready for this? Spartan, thank you for the comments on iTunes. Thank you, everybody, for the comments on iTunes. Uh, Spartan, I still like you, even though you uh, want to put uh, want to drink Twinkies with scotch. Twinkies are obviously a dessert, so therefore they should be with a dessert wine, like a Riesling or something like that. Uh, but... Can't uh, can't argue with a guy that's got Bugs Bunny as in his avatar. Brew shooter, thank you. That was a, that made me laugh, man, and also made me uh, eat a couple of egg salad sandwiches this week. So, yeah. All right, I'm officially done with the sunset pictures and the pictures of food. That is over. Maybe. Here's a little piece that we are uh, doing uh, just for you. Original entertainment content just for the. Listeners of the Pipes Magazine radio show. If the number of pipes you own outnumbers the pair of shoes in your wife's closet, you might be a pipe collector. If your pipes are included in your will, you might be a pipe collector. If you can name every one of your pipes but have to think about your children's names, you might be a pipe collector. If your pipe collection is the first thing you grab in a house fire, you might be a pipe collector. If you've replaced the pictures on your wall of your kids with pictures of your pipes, you might be a pipe collector. And I want to add, if you tell your wife that you're going to go buff and uh, wax your bowls, and she says, okay, honey, just be safe, you're definitely a pipe collector. Hey, tobacco trivia, yeah, the uh, the little diamond or rhinestone on the side of uh, Costello pipes, that was created because white bar, or the white, uh, the white bar that Costello was using in uh, Europe was trademarked by the Wally Frank Company, so they came up with the little uh, rhinestone on the side, which is actually a piece of foil set under some silicone. No jewels were harmed in the making of these pipes. In just a minute... Rant time from Germany. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. I have scoured the endless expanse of the universe looking for the perfect pipe, and after years of searching, I have found it right here on Earth. The best pipes in the universe, only at CupoJoes.com. Celebrity voices are impersonated. This is Internet Radio. Cowboy. Cowboy. to pick on the airlines again. I'm on an international flight on U.S. Air last on Monday. Long flight into the night, right? International flight. 
Well, here's what I get on the Friday before I leave. An email from them. Order an upgraded meal for your upcoming flight to Frankfurt. Ooh, boy. We now offer, and this is what they say, Dine Fresh Premium Chilled Meals. Premium Chilled Meals. Did you get that? Which include your choice of wine on international flights and economy. Treat yourself to Asian chicken or beef with noodles, assorted uh, whatever something, and vegetables, and da-da-da-da-da. All that can be yours for $19.99. Now, the flight to Europe and back... Over $1,000. Back in the old days, used to be a really good meal. You got unlimited drinks, unlimited whatever you wanted. Didn't matter where you were sitting on the airplane. Now, U.S. Air wants to sell you an upgraded meal. Boy, I'll tell you. I get on an airplane, I don't care what the meal is. Just give me some food. Let me lay down. Let me sit down and try to go to sleep in the torture chamber seat. So, there you go. That's the rant from Frankfurt, Germany. I hope everybody's enjoyed the show. Hey, keep leaving us feedback. Keep posting in the forums. I'll check them out next week. Remember, Wednesday the 20th at noon Eastern Time, special International Pipe Smoking Day episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I'll give you a full report of everything that I saw here in uh, Europe on the trip. So, until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. I know nothing, nothing.